I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Best Bits of the Week with Morgan. It's listener Q&A time. Where Morgan and a show member answer almost all your questions. Still a very Merry Christmas, and I have just been informed by Mike D that he's officially in the 100% holiday spirit. 100% capacity for Christmas. We have made it, y'all. If, so if you didn't listen to part one, that is what made Mike D get in the Christmas I'm spirit. basically an elf right now. <laughs> you are literally a walking elf. Santa is coming. He's coming. It's happening. So go listen to part one because that'll get you in the Christmas spirit and maybe you can hang out away from some relatives for a little bit. It's a good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> get away from the people you're supposed to be spending time with. Well, if you need a little break, we all need breaks sometimes. Okay. From Carrie, they would like to know what holiday traditions you and your wife have created. Ooh, I think the one that's kind of our main one now is that we have our own Christmas before we go home. Okay. So like the day before we leave, we'll have a kind of our entire day of we'll either go out to eat or make something. This year, we're leaning towards going out to eat and then having our own Christmas night of exchanging gifts and watching a Christmas movie. Oh, that's really special. Yeah. And then the other one is like kind of four or five days out of Christmas, we'll go to look at Christmas lights. Wow. I feel so single right now. <laughs> Thank you for that. But no, that's really cool. That's actually, those are really cool traditions. Yeah, those are like our two main ones that we have to do every year now. But you don't bring hot chocolate to look at the lights. No. Do you bring hot coffee? I'll Cider? Get a, I'll get a coffee, but it's also we go at night. So it's like, I don't know if I want to drink black coffee at 8 p.m. at night. This is why you drink hot chocolate. But sometimes they'll have like a hot cider, which is essentially just like hot apple juice. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's not really the same. So sometimes I'll just get a coffee just to have something warm in my hand. I was going to say, that's the best part about looking at Christmas lights. You have something warm and you're walking around or you're driving around and it's warm. Yeah, it's more for the aesthetic for me of like, aside from wanting to drink it. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, that's a cool tradition. I like that. I like that you guys are spending some dedicated like alone time together. Yeah, those are fun ones. Okay. Are you still doing comedy? Rebecca would like to know. I am like riding like crazy now. I actually went to a comedy show that was so bad. It inspired me to like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, like. 
there was I had this I won't say who it was, but I went and I just had this feeling of like I could do that better and it inspired me to go and like write things and I've been writing a lot since then. So I was actually talking to my wife about this the other day of like I think I'm gonna pick it back up next year of like just seeing somebody bomb so bad at it and thinking like I could do better than that and knowing that I could that kind of inspired me to like, all right, let's get back into it. Will you go do some like, oh, I know you've opened for Bobby some, will you do some like of your own standups or anything like that? Is that a goal? Yeah, I'm going to start going back to how I started of doing open mic nights of like trying out material, which open mic nights work. You just go, you sign up, they pull a bunch of random order and then you go up in your order and then you do like four minutes max. And that seems like a quick time, but when you get up there, it feels like forever and four minutes is a good chunk of time for me to be able to build out the jokes that would go on until like an opening set mm. so I think I'll start doing that again of just trying to find that groove and trying to find like exactly what I want to say okay so let me tell you my story of an open mic night that I went to I sat in the front row wrong decision I will never do that again in my life you know why I became I, I became the one they were talking to the whole time oh and this night, they were very vulgar and very like, it wasn't even just vulgar. It was like things that I never want to hear come out of anybody's mouth. Yeah, that's aiming low. They were they low. They were low blows. And I literally was like sitting there like I could feel the cringe. You know when like yeah. you cringe because you're oh, like, yeah. yeah. But like I felt my body cringing. That is kind of the person I went to go see was so, there was a couple people that were so vulgar and just like, I was like, oh man, like I think me and Bobby doing comedy where you don't curse and we don't do anything that vulgar, it's made me better at being more creative and not just like going for low hanging mm -hmm. fruit. Because if I wanted to go up there and just say the F word and make jokes, like sexual jokes, like that would be easy to do. And on like paper, I guess it's quote unquote funny. But when you go experience that and you just feel that cringe of like somebody just going to that well because they think it's easy and they think it's what people want to hear. That is tough to watch. Yeah. But anybody who does that, especially in an open mic scenario, they're either just like trying to find a way out. Mm -hmm. I think that was a lot of those. So I hope your open mics go much better. In I will say like the comedy scene here in Nashville is like pretty warm and receptive of like if you're up there and at least trying, nobody's going to like yell at you for sucking mm -hmm. unless you're just start ragging on people. No, listen, Mike, one of these jokes somebody made about school shootings. I said, I... Mm, I was like, listen, I, th I find a lot of things funny. You could even go a little vulgar and I'd probably find it funny. But like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to cry or like awkwardly cringe a lot. I didn't know. Like my whole body just basically stood there like, yeah. what do we do? But, and you could feel it in the room. That yeah. was like a low, 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 low. Yeah, because the thing with comedy is like you're walking that line of like, in order to be sometimes more of a co compelling co comedian, you have to make like jokes about things that other people wouldn't joke about, but you have to be funny in order to do it. Like some people can mm -hmm. joke about things that are a little bit more on the edge, but they're also like a have to be a great comedian to get away with it. Not everybody can do that. So no. it's a really tough thing to do in my style. Like I, that's just not me at all. You're just trying to have fun with it. And a lot of my stuff is just like self-deprecating. Make When you're the butt of the joke, it's a lot easier than like, here, I'm going to talk crap about a bunch of other people. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you walk a really fine line of getting canceled if you're talking about other people. That's really the fine line you're walking. Yeah. It's like, what's going to be the joke that finally puts it over the edge? <laughs> so, okay. Well, good news for 2024. You might be able to see Mike D on the road or an open mic night if you go to those in Nashville. 
What is a bit Bobby has rejected that you really wanted to do? Stacy from Baltimore would like Ooh, to know. Ooh, I was trying to think of one recently. Uh, I think a lot of the ones that get turned down are ones that would cost money. <laughs> That's fair. I, was, I think that was a contributing reason why we don't do Will and Uber anymore. Yeah. Not only was it the rating, but it, like those cost money. So there are like ideas I have for like games that we could do, but it requires us like buying things. Mm. And I don't really have that. So I have to like be creative and like, how can we do things and not have to buy things? So what you're saying is we need a specific game sponsor to step yes. up and only buy things. That is for what games. we need. Here's what I like want to do on the show. I want to have, obviously, I know it's a radio show, but there's also the video element to it. I want like props, like big fun props that we can do with like celebrity interviews, like the people we have in of like, because we always try to find pe like the people who we have in over and over again. We want to do something a little bit different with them. Like a big fun prop game thing would be awesome for that. But it's like you don't have the budget for that. Okay. Well, you're hearing it here. If you if you got some money and you want to invest in something, I mean, you know, hit up Mike for some potential prop investment. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So props and games. Props and games. Mostly due to money. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, we will be right back. I have some more questions for you. All right. Not hard so far, right? We're doing no, good. Good. What does okay. it get difficult? I think we're good this time. Okay. It's a Christmas season. Okay. Everybody's in the giving spirit. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. 
Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give love and logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love and Logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com. All right, Erica would like to know your favorite movie of 2023 slash also favorite movie you've reviewed this year, if those are not the same. Yeah, my favorite movie and my favorite movie to review is Godzilla Minus One. Interesting. I don't even think I've heard of this one. So it's a Godzilla movie, but not really what you expect. So the Japanese are the ones who created Godzilla. And this is the first time they've done a Godzilla movie in, I think, five years. And you think, oh, Godzilla is just a big monster, terrorizes the city. They defeat the monster. Like, that's the entire plot of, like, all the other ones in history. This one is so sophisticated and feels like I was watching, like, an Oscar-worthy movie because of, like, the human element. Like, it's not just about Godzilla. It's about this person who's dealing with PTSD after World War II. And he goes back home to Japan he can't really get his life on track, but then he has like this terrorizing fear of Godzilla. And just the presence of him in that movie is just so good. And it's a movie that I also wasn't expecting to like as much as I did, that it just became my favorite movie. Well, dang, I was not expecting that answer. Yeah, more so than like, I guess on the other end, like there's only three movies I've given a five out of five this year. I take my ratings like really seriously, like Five out of five means that it altered me some way. And what are those three? And one is Barbie. Okay. Two is Oppenheimer. And three is Godzilla minus one. Oh, wow. Okay. So those are the three movies that I'm like, that's the best of the year. But of those two, I don't know that I would recommend Oppenheimer to everybody. Like, I loved it, but it's also a three-hour movie. It's hard for Mm -hmm. me to say, hey, go watch this three-hour movie. And there are parts of it that are slow, but in the end, I feel like that movie is worth it. I also experienced that on Barbie Oppenheimer weekend. I felt like that was a big event. Mm -hmm. So I feel like those two movies together, just I loved all the aspects of that. So I can see why some people wouldn't want to spend three hours watching it and then feel like, oh, that was overhyped. I could see that. Barbie, I love it, but I feel like the humor is not for everybody. So if I had to just pick one that I think I loved and that also people would love if they gave it a chance, it would be Godzilla minus one. The hard part there is the movie's not in English. It's a Japanese mm. movie. It's in Japanese, but with English subtitles. But you really don't have a whole lot. I didn't have any trouble like understanding it with the subtitles. After about 10 minutes, you get used to it. And the acting is so good in it that I was able to like clearly define all the characters in that movie based upon their actions because good acting is good acting. It doesn't matter what language you're speaking in. I even like laughed out loud during it because I like could pick up on like the mannerisms. Okay. I mean, I'm going to have to look into this over Christmas and see what this is all about. Yeah. I haven't watched Oppenheimer yet. I do plan to, but it's not out yet, right? You can rent it as of now. And then Barbie is now on Max. And Barbie I have. They had sent that to me. So, And I loved Barbie. Barbie was amazing. So I agree with that one. Um, But yeah, I didn't. uh, I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. And I hadn't even heard of Godzilla minus one. I've heard of Godzilla the King, whatever's on on Apple. I've seen it. It keeps popping up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Monarch. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. I, I keeps popping up every time I watch something. I'm like, go away. I've been watching. That's actually, I, I'm like, I found out that I'm like a low key Godzilla fan that I've been watching them. 
like there, there's a movie that came out in the 90s with Matthew Broderick that I loved, but I never really considered myself like a big fan of it. And they've been making movies like in the 2010s of like revamping this whole monster verse. And I'm like, oh, dang, I actually really like Godzilla and all the movies. OK, uh, perspective wise, do you feel like I would like them? Because <sighs> that's going to be an investment if I start watching those. Uh, I feel like you would like I think you would like Godzilla minus one. The other ones that are American made, like the first one came out in 2014. I don't know that you would fully like them because they're just not as good. Mm, okay. And so like the one. acting isn't as good. The stories aren't as good. But like, I think if you just like the character of Godzilla and the idea of like a big monster rising from the ocean, <laughs> it's a bit of an investment to watch okay. them all. But they are making a new one where it's like Godzilla and Kong teaming up against each other. I thought there's been multiples of those. Yeah, there's been a lot. Okay. I'm making sure I'm not like seeing crap online and I'm just yeah, yeah. it. While I have you, is the Matrix series worth watching? Nah. Okay. I don't think so. I, I, can, I contemplated watching that. But I didn't because a lot of people said no. I rewatched them whenever the fourth one came out in 2019. Yeah. And the first one doesn't hold up as much as I thought it did. Mm, it's okay. not as good. And really, the first one is good. The second one is that. And the third one is bad. And the fourth one is not good at all. <laughs> that answers So they that just question. get worse and worse and worse. I think we just kind of <laughs> romanticized the one from the 90s. Okay, so I'm going to be renting Oppenheimer and maybe Godzilla yeah. minus one. <laughs> That's all we got for Christmas. Okay. And what about favorite movie as a child, Kayla would like to know? Ooh, I would have to say, I think as a child, it was probably a Goofy movie. Ooh, Goofy. Like, was that, he was always in Mickey Mouse. Did he ever have his own movie? The yeah, Goofy movie? The Goofy movie. It's yeah. kind of a forgotten Disney movie. And it's basically Goofy and his son, Max. It's like a coming of age story. But like the soundtrack is awesome in that movie. And it's probably the movie I rewatched the most as a kid. Okay. That's a solid one. A, I, I mean, until you said it, I didn't re even remember the title. Oh, yeah. It's a great one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I don't know what happens. Like, you, you're telling me, but, like, I have no idea. I it, could not could It's not basically recall. him, his son, Max, and Goofy go on a summer road trip and try <laughs> to bond for one last time because he's growing up and he's not his little kid anymore. Oh, okay. That sounds cute. Maybe I'll wait, make my nephew and niece watch it with me. Yeah, probably on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's what you gave me for Christmas that yeah. I still keep using. How dirty people. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> what is your 2024 goal for your movie podcast? Gracie from Austin would like to know. The This past year was tough because of the strikes. <laughs> it was hard to get interviews because mm. nobody was doing interviews. They couldn't legally. So I think in 2024, it's about landing some some bigger interviews. Okay. And I feel like... You did have some good ones with Blue Beetle. Yeah. I feel like it's taken me till now to like develop my interview style. So I feel like... In 2024, I want to do more like in person, which is hard for me to do because not a whole lot of movie people around here. Yeah. But just get to a point where I could do like longer form ones because the way the ones I do now work, if I don't like seek them out personally, if I go through like the like the actual studios, you only get like 10 minutes with them because mm. they're doing so many at one time to promote the movie. That's like the max you can do. So I think I'm like trying to find people who maybe aren't promoting a movie at the time and just talk about like other movies. Yeah. And do some more in-depth stuff with them. Yeah. I love that. It's a cool goal to have. And I think you can totally accomplish it. I believe in you. I'm gonna try. All right. Well, you also apply to Rotten Tomatoes again. Megan from Virginia would like to know. I think this will be my last year to do it. I've been trying to do that from mm -hmm. the very beginning. Like the reason I even started reviewing movies 
was because how much I love Rotten Tomatoes. And I've, oh, I think I've applied six times and been rejected. And I don't know what it is. I think I'm going to do one last time and then I'm done. Yeah. Lucky number seven. Yeah, maybe. That's hard. I mean, I feel that. Like, rejection sucks in any form. So, I feel ya. And it's also, they've never really given me a great reason for rejecting me. They're like, you haven't had enough work. I'm like, I've been doing the podcast since 2019. I've been reviewing movies on the show since 2016. Tough critics, man. There's like so many, like, I have a track record of all these things. Like, yeah. look at my social media. And there's no we, no one we know that has like a connection of some I kind. I don't think so. I did look into that when I had you for Christmas, when I was doing the Dallas Cowboys, I was trying to figure out, like, I was looking into any connections we had to Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, does anybody have anything? Because I was going to try and get you that. That was going to be my, I told you, big dreams for gifts. Yeah. Like, I really always have big dreams. And then they always typically fizzle down. Um, but I did try. I reached out to a lot of different people and nobody really had any connections to Rotten Tomatoes. It's tough. I Maybe mean, they, they keep want... themselves secluded. Yeah. Maybe I'm too radical of a reviewer. Yeah. I would skew their numbers. You're not mean enough. Yeah. You gotta be more critic. Nobody wants a critic anymore. Because I, I they want normal critics. They want yeah, human critics. Because like a critic, when you think of it, is like they only like the snooty movies. Mm -hmm. Like I can appreciate the Blue Beetles, the Transformers. I think those should be rated higher, especially horror movies. I think I would want to like affect the ratings in those because it's so hard for a horror movie to get like a high rating. Wait, like, do you write a cover letter when you apply, like a cover of some kind? Uh, no, you basically fill out like a giant survey each time. Okay, so maybe this time, if you can, if you can find like an email to send it to, maybe you also attach like a cover letter and say, listen, this is my seventh time applying and list the things that you would love to be able to do through them and force it to be personalized. Since they've made it like a machine, maybe your seventh try has to be going all the way out and be like, this is why I want to do this. I could try that. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that works. I don't know if that does anything, but I do feel like it could help. Yeah, I could find an email and say, hey, I submitted this. Here's also my cover letter. If you don't accept me now, I'm out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I'll keep that mic, part off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll say no that as drop. I hit send. You want to get hired, so <laughs> no mic drop. Okay. All right. Well, I'm hoping for you. Big 2024 movie plans. And if not, I'll just create my own website, my own rating system. Love it. Also here in support of that. <laughs> All the things we got. Two more questions. We'll be right back. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. 
Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give love and logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love and Logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock Technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. All right, Tanya would like to know if we like getting approached by fans, listeners, all the things when we're out in public. Yeah, like I find it surprising when people recognize me or know me. (laughs) It's like, oh, crap, that's amazing. Yes, 100%. I'm the same way. Like if somebody yells my name, I'm like, yeah. But I always think I'm in trouble when I first, like if somebody sees me across the street and they yell my name, I'm like, oh, God, what did I do? Yeah. (laughs) I literally immediately go into like, what is it, fight or flight? Yeah. Um, But no, I love it. It makes you so happy. Like, I don't know what, I don't know how to explain it, but it makes me feel so happy that somebody would be wanting to go out of their day to say hi. The other day I got recognized while I was on a run by somebody listening to my podcast. That's it was amazing. A, it was a Monday when I released episodes and like, I saw the guy running and then he like recognized me, pulled the earbud out and he was like, Mike, I'm listening to you right now. That's amazing. It was hilarious. And then another time I was running and I thought I heard somebody say Mike, but they were saying bike because they were coming on the left-hand side. It still scared the crap out of me. <laughs> but I feel like I had a different look on my face when I turned to them to like acknowledge them because I thought it was like somebody recognized me, but it was just somebody on a bike. That's funny. And I was like, oh, you yelled pretty loud. <laughs> you freaked me out. Yeah. They do yell really loud when they come yeah. on a bike. It's like, it's like, it's times just like a, hey, bike. It's like, bike. You're <laughs> yeah. like, what the? Like you scared me more by doing that yeah. is, is going to startle me than if I were to ever like hop in your lane. Like I'm not going to hop in your lane. I'm good here. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So yeah, I mean, I think all of us love it. I don't think anybody would not want to, but it is funny. Sometimes they'll, they'll come up and be like, are you Morgan? I'm like, yeah. Hi, how's it going? And we'll talk for a little bit. And then they walk away. I'm like, should I have asked them if they wanted a picture? I don't know. Like, you know, this, I don't know if like, it feels weird for me to say, do you want a picture? Yeah. Do you ever feel that way? Yeah. Or do they always ask for a picture? No, I feel like sometimes it's just like a nice interaction. Yeah. It's like, cool. All right. We'll see you later. But I always feel bad because I'm like, was I supposed to start that? <laughs> it's like I go into immediate awkwardness and I'm like, dang, was that my fault? <laughs> But yes, to answer that question, I think we both 100% love it. And Presley wants to know if we think Nashville is worth moving to. Interesting question. Yeah, that's why I saved it for the last one. Should I be like completely honest? Yes. Yeah, I've lived other places and this is the place I like the least. Like, I'll be honest. And I feel like it was hard for me. I think I also moved here at like a weird time, like in my later 20s where like, I had made so many friends back home and had friends and family there 
that it's been hard for me to really feel like this is like home. So like, I, it's also like weird for me because of like the things I'm into aren't really here. I feel like for other people who do enjoy like the going out life and the food that's here, like you have a funner time. It's hard for me to like attach to things in Nashville mm -hmm. and also like working here. We work in country music. I'm not going to be excited about like having it here in our backyard. So I feel like overall, like it's not the place I see myself forever. That's fair. And I think it's a good perspective because I don't think everybody would feel the way that like I would feel about Nashville. I think that's a great perspective. And the have. thing I would just warn people about, it's like a city, like to me, it's like a lot of people like come here and it's fun for like a weekend, which it is like, you could have a great fun weekend here, like your bachelorette party, vacation, whatever. And you romanticize that a little bit. When you think about the elements you had fun here, like on your vacation and think about living here during that all the time, not quite the same. So yeah. it is a fun city. The community here is great of like the actual just like every day of living in Nashville. But I think just overall, I don't know that I would live here if our job wasn't here. That's just me being completely honest. No, and you should. I think you totally should because it's being honest with people who are thinking of uprooting their lives. You know what I mean? And I do agree with you. Like, I think the reason I love it so much is because a lot of things that I like are here. I'm a huge foodie. I love going out to eat and trying new things. And there's a lot of opportunities to do new things here, which I really do enjoy. You're, I mean, you're also looking at somebody who came from Wichita, where at the time when I lived there, there wasn't a whole lot of things. Wichita has grown so much in the time I've been gone. So, like, I love that. And I love getting to go home and see all the new things. But when I had left, it wasn't the case. So, like, I was excited to get out and try all these new activities. And I never hiked in my life. You know, like I was never an outdoors girl. Like I was a go fishing and you might go camping, but like I'd never even seen a mountain mm -hmm. besides going to Colorado. Like I didn't know you could live in a place where there's hills, technically mountains very close by. So coming here was that experience for me. I do think it's a great, if you're a big dreamer and you have some big goals for yourself and this is kind of like your first jumping into outside of a city that you've lived your whole life, I think it's a great place for that meet people if you want to and much like mike said especially if you like going out and you love live country music i mean it's a great city for that you can have both of those things and you can be a big foodie um but yeah if you're more like low-key you like spending your time out kind of away from people it's definitely not the city for yeah. you like it is not that option but even like the music i'm into like the bands i like don't tour here yeah i don't really have like that was a big part of me when i lived in austin like i could go see a band i like like at least once a month sometimes like multiple times in a month here it's like once a year so i feel like not having that part of it is hard for me but also like when growing up in texas like the mexican culture there is like embedded in everything and here mm -hmm. I don't even speak Spanish that whole much because there's not anybody to speak yeah. Spanish with. Yeah, Nashville is a melting pot for sure. Like New York's obviously the biggest one, like New York City. But like Nashville is a massive melting pot. You got people of all kinds, but like you're not immersed in any one culture here. Like a lot of people think because we live in Tennessee and we're in the South and you do get hints of that. But Nashville itself is a massive city and you have so many people coming from so many different places that I don't feel Nashville has one culture. You really don't necessarily have, like, if you were to go to an Austin or you were to go to, like, a West Coast city, 
I just don't feel that here. I don't feel like Nashville has one culture. I could be wrong. Do you feel that way? You feel like it has kind of one? I feel like if you go to the outskirts, it does. But yeah. like Nashville, the city itself. Yeah, I guess it has that big city. Uh, like a big city that feels like a small town vibe. Yeah, you do know people. It has a small town yeah. culture vibe. But like like you're speaking of of Texas and having that Mexican culture kind of ingrained in it. I don't mm-hmm. feel like Nashville has that. It's yeah. kind of just like er, Nashville's trying to find its identity. That's <laughs> what's happening. Yeah, it's still growing and... Yeah, like, and, and it doesn't know, is it, is it going to be focused on country music? Is it going to be Music City? Is it going to be a bachelorette capital? Like, there's a lot of different versions of Nashville. And so that's why I say if you're just looking to explore something new and try a bunch of new things, I think it's great for that. Um, but much like Mike said, it is a certain t- type of personality. The other thing for me, like... I dated here, had terrible luck. I had to go back to Texas. I think that's where I found my wife. Like it wasn't here. Yeah. Everything I tried here didn't work. I'm convinced if I didn't try that, like I'd still be single. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> it, it's t- would you not agree that it's tough <laughs> oh. here? Oh, Mike, it's horrible. I like, mean, did you not see my recent reel of like yes, two? I did that was see two. That. that was a sample of two. And I feel like the consen- consensus from single people is like that. Yeah. Like it's hard. Like the people who do move here and the pool of people here for you know, singles, it's like, it's tough. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. So that's it's another brutal. warning. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you are single, do not think you're coming here to meet a man. You won't. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, you might, but like chances are they're all over the board. So yeah, we, had, we, we probably did not help her at all, Mike. Yeah, I guess we gave her more negatives than... <laughs> we gave her things to think about. I do. I mean, yeah, listen. I, I, it could have been easy for me to say, yes, it's a great city. No. We do have fun here. There's is things to do, which there are. But there are also things that I feel like we've experienced being here as long as we have. That's like, hey, here, I, this is what I wish people would have told me. Yeah. Which I was going to move here regardless because the job was here. But like, it at least would have been good to have a warning. Yeah. So like, let me put it on a little kind of pro con list for you. Like if you are a foodie, if you love to go out, and you love country music, benefits, mm-hmm. all benefits of coming. If you like other music, if you don't enjoy going out and you like to be more low key, might not be the city for you. If you like a mix of both of those, it may be worth trying because you do get a little bit of both. I'm still super low, low key. I bought a house outside of the city a little bit and that has helped. That's given me more of a suburban type feel, even though I'm still kind of close enough to the city. Um, but maybe that helps. Maybe having a little pro con list is just like some basics there. You feel good about that list? I yeah. Know? Okay. You're also in a good part of the country if you want to fly and leave the city and go somewhere else. Like it's a quick flight to a lot of places. And I will say I've gotten to travel and explore pretty much the entire East coast from here because Tennessee to get there. like borders like six different States or something where we sit in a good place to like go on road trips. So that's also cool. It is a good base for a lot of things. Um, that's a benefit. We found another one to add. There you go. Yes. There's more, but just, you know, think <laughs> about it. Anytime you want to move to another city, you should think about all the, all the different variations. And Mike gave you some extra perspective. If you could do this job from any city and move there, what would it be? I think it would be like a Denver. Oh, I really? love the mountains. My wife was saying like, she would love to live in Denver. Again, I go back to the cold. And not even so much the cold, but like the snow part of it, of like having to drive in that. I know, but like I love, I I just love, I love mountain town feels. I love mountain 
like people and the way that they interact with each other. Denver also gives like Colorado in general gives me vibes of Kansas. And the reason I love Kansas so much is because the people are so amazing and the, the way they treat each other is awesome. And Colorado gives me those vibes while also being in the mountains. So I think that's why Colorado. What would be your pick? I think I would do California. Like I oddly really like Los Angeles. Like, I know people hate it, but as far as like the weather there, the food there, just like existing there, like when we did live there for a few months doing Dancing with the Stars, like I really enjoyed it. I could see myself being in that of like having that big city vibe, being around so many people, but there being like so much, so many things to do like all mm -hmm. the time. I feel that same way about New York City, but it would be hard for me to live in a place where you walk all the time. Also, it feels very cramped and confided. At least like in LA, you can drive places and it feels a little bit more free and open. That's where I would go. I mean, that's a possibility. Mine, mine isn't. That is a possibility for you as far as what you want to keep doing. Maybe not with this job. I don't think it's a possibility for us to move anywhere at this point. But like with what you would like to do in your life and your career. Yeah. I mean, L.A. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Maybe it's also something like I romanticize as a kid of like living there, seeing it in movies, seeing it in TV shows. Yeah, but sometimes the romanticizing thing that you did actually works. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have gone there as an adult a lot, and I enjoy it every single time. Yeah. Well, Mike may be moving to California, and I may be moving to Colorado <laughs> in 2024. Who knows? There you go. Yeah, no, we, hey, we could be the ones that the that uh, Amy's second cousin predicted, because yeah, yeah. we just wanted to move somewhere else. <laughs> really? We're just looking for a change of scenery. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mike, thanks for joining me on this weekend's Best Bits. I mean, a little Christmas edition. The listener Q&A Kind of was, but not really. Yeah. Did you leave the, the Christmas spirit? I'm still in it. Okay. Still 100%. Just making sure. Well, tell the people where they can find you, hear you, all that good stuff. You can listen to my podcast, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, or follow me on social media on everything at Mike Destro. That is D-E-E-S-T-R-O. There he is. And of course, make sure you go check out the show stuff at Bobby Bone Show. I'll be posting some, well, I have been posting some Christmas things up, some extra stuff uh, since we are on a little vacation for the holidays. And you can follow me at Webgirl Morgan on all the things. That is all. Oh, on Webgirl Morgan, you know, Mike has his podcast. On Webgirl Morgan, I did do a Food World series, five holiday recipes to share. Um, and I hope you guys can make them or use them. They're, they've been fun. So that's all. Okay, now we're done. All right. Okay, you want to do You guys sing Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays with me? Ready? Okay. One, two. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and Happy what? Is it the, oh, the in sync one? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 take two, take two. One, two, three. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and happy, happy holidays. holidays. Woohoo! We did it. Bye, y'all. That's the best bits of the week with Morgan. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the other two parts this weekend. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. 
Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give Love and Logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love and Logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.